quickly, before we jump in today's episode, I have a huge favor to ask you. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you're really enjoying the content, you can leave a five-star review both in Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It will be a huge help to the podcast and help other health and fitness professionals find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. The first podcast I ever worked on started at the beginning of COVID. Remember those first couple of months of COVID when it was complete chaos and none of us knew what was happening? There was literally fear in the air and we were just learning about social distancing, staying six feet apart from each other, wearing masks in public. Who am I kidding? You remember it just as well as I do and potentially still traumatized like me. Okay, so imagine this. One of the biggest gym chains in the world comes to you and asks if you can help produce their brand new podcast. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This podcast had to sound professional and polished. And it had to be done from the host's home. There really was no other option. And so began my quest to understand how you can go about creating a high-quality recording studio from the comfort of your own home. But what I thought was going to be a nightmare to figure out was actually incredibly easy because I'll let you in on a little secret that nobody is talking about. Well, some people are talking about it, like me. So technology has come so far these days that anyone, yes, anyone, can record a professional sounding podcast from home. And I'm about to divulge all of those secrets to you right now. Before we jump into today's topic, you should know a little bit about what I do at Brave Moon Podcasts. I am a podcast producer, and I help busy professionals launch and build successful podcasts from home. And I should tell you, home is exactly where I am right now. I have a cute little bedroom turned office in the back corner of the apartment I share with my husband and my dog, Riggs. Podcasting from home is 100% achievable, especially with the modern technical audio equipment being made today at accessible prices for all. To learn more about what I do, you can jump on my website and be sure to download my free Start a Podcast Guide, which houses my comprehensive Start a Podcast checklist, plus my top recommendations for audio equipment, podcast host, and recording platforms. In order to download, you'll sign up for my emails where I send you fast, fun, free updates on the best podcast news and tips in the industry, which you can unsubscribe to at any time. Check out the links in my show notes now. Welcome to the second episode of Remote Podcasting Made Easy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Jamie Kennedy. My co-host Riggs is currently taking a nap at my feet and won't be weighing in on this topic. Unless you hear a bark in the background, which is likely. Today, you're going to hear all about how to sound like a pro from home. No recording studio necessary. This is a super special topic and one that I'm really passionate about. Like, I'm actually obsessed with how far technology has come. So when I started working on my first podcast, I actually thought we'd have to get those crazy equipment setups like you have in recording studios. You know, the one you see in the movies where the singer is on one side of the glass and the producer is on the other side. And they're moving all of these sliders up and down in whichever way while recording. Yeah, that's not needed anymore. If you're ready to start a podcast that helps boost your personal and professional brand, then we can get you up and running for a minimal investment. As long as you've got a personal computer or a smartphone already, I can suggest to you an audio equipment setup that will cost you under $200. 
There's more expensive setups for sure. And I'm going to get into that a little bit with you here in this episode. But I'm also going to make the assumption that you're a busy professional who is financially smart and savvy. So $200 is a sweet spot. I'm going to break this episode up into three parts. The first section, we'll chat about why audio quality is so important for the listener. Then we'll talk about audio equipment that is right for you. And I'll give you an exact shopping list if you're ready for it. And finally, we'll talk about your at-home space for optimal recording and sound. Plus, you already know there's five additional hacks coming. Plus, we're going to hear from a podcaster you may know about the power of audio quality. So first, why does audio quality even matter? I want to preface this answer by saying this is not to scare you. In fact, this is meant to validate your concerns and motivate you to make good decisions about your home recording and audio setup. Like I've mentioned, you don't need to spend a ton of money to make this happen. Even a small budget can go a long way to produce audio that will make your listeners very happy. So why does it matter? If you didn't already guess, audio quality plays a pivotal role in the overall podcast listening experience and significantly influences how content is perceived and enjoyed by your audience. While compelling content and engaging discussions are essential, the quality of the audio can make or break a listener's engagement and satisfaction. So before you ever hit play, why not make sure you're sharing your compelling content and engaging discussions in the best way possible? Here's some reasons why podcast audio matters. It matters for clarity and understanding. A podcast with clear and well-balanced audio allows listeners to comprehend the content easily. When the host's voice and guest contributions are crisp, distinct, and free from background noise, listeners can follow the conversation effortlessly. High-quality audio ensures that every word, nuance, and detail is conveyed accurately, leading to better comprehension and retention of information. Think about it. What are your favorite podcasts? Are the hosts clear and easy to understand? I bet they are. As podcast listeners, we want to tune out and focus on the content, not simply trying to hear what the host is saying. Audio matters because of professionalism and credibility. Good audio quality conveys professionalism and credibility to the listeners. When the production value is high and the audio is clean and polished, it creates a positive impression of the podcast and its hosts. Professionalism in audio quality can enhance the perception of the podcast's overall quality and make listeners more likely to trust the information being shared. Now, this isn't to say you can't still be authentic and honest about your situation. If you're recording from home, be sure to mention it. Listeners want to find connections with you. They want you as the host to be relatable. In fact, if you want to hear the perfect example, go check out Glennon Doyle's first ever podcast episode for We Can Do Hard Things. At the very beginning, she actually says she's in her closet because it gets the best sound. I personally loved that moment and it has stuck with me for ages. Did she sound professional and credible from her closet? 100%. But you can still call out your most relatable qualities about you, like recording your podcast from home. Audio matters because of immersion and engagement. High quality audio has the power to immerse listeners in the podcasting experience. When the audio is clear, immersive, and free from distractions, listeners can fully engage with the content. It allows them to focus on the conversation, connect with the hosts and guests, and get lost in the narrative. Immersive audio quality enhances the emotional impact of the podcast, making it more memorable and enjoyable for listeners. Audio matters because of enjoyment and satisfaction. Listeners seek out podcasts for entertainment and enjoyment. 
Poor audio quality, such as excessive background noise, echoes, or distorted voices can be distracting and frustrating, diminishing the overall enjoyment of the podcast. On the other hand, high-quality audio creates a pleasant and satisfying listening experience, making the audience more likely to return for future episodes and recommend the podcast to others. I should mention that post-production editing is definitely a thing. My favorite program in the whole world to suggest to home podcasters like you is Podcastle which actually allows you to master sound and reduce background noise directly from their editing software. It's genius. But that said, the best possible plan is to reduce background noise and recording good quality sound from the get-go before you ever get to the post-production side of things. Audio matters because of accessibility and inclusivity. Accessibility is an important aspect of podcasting. Good audio quality ensures that the content is accessible to a wider audience, including those with hearing impairments. Clean and well-balanced audio allows individuals using hearing aids or assistive devices to fully engage with the podcast without struggling to decipher the words. By prioritizing audio quality, podcasters create a more inclusive listening experience. And audio matters because it differentiates you in a crowded market. The podcasting landscape is becoming increasingly competitive, with numerous podcasts vying for listeners' attention. Having excellent audio quality can be a differentiating factor that sets a podcast apart from the rest. When a podcast offers superior audio quality, it can capture the attention of discerning listeners who value production value and seek out podcasts that prioritize the overall listening experience. David Hooper shared, when you have quality content and passionate delivery, everything else you need to be successful in podcasting takes care of itself. So now that you know why audio quality matters to the podcast listener, let's jump into talking about the actual audio equipment you need, plus my suggested shopping list that will set you up for success. To record a high-quality podcast from home, all you need is a USB microphone, microphone accessories, wired headphones, and a recording device like a personal computer or smartphone. Really, all you actually need is a smartphone, but... I don't want to suggest that because you deserve better sound quality for a minimal investment. So let's break down all of the requirements that I just mentioned. So let's talk microphones. Remember how I mentioned toward the beginning of this episode about the movie scenes where an audio engineer or producer is sliding a bunch of sliders up and down while listening to someone sing? So that's related to something called XLR. And yes, there are fantastic microphones out there called XLR microphones. They give audio engineers and producers a ton of power and control while recording. But you, recording your podcast from home, do not need an XLR setup in order to produce high-quality sound. In fact, they add a lot of cumbersome details you don't need for your setup. Instead, I recommend using a USB microphone, which is a newer technology, hence the reason they're not as well-known. There are a lot of high-quality USB microphones on the market right now that will make you sound great. And the best part is these connect directly to your recording device, like your personal computer. There are even USB microphones that can connect directly to your mobile phone. So here are my top three recommended USB microphones. Number one, the Samsung Q2U for a budget under $100. This microphone is a top choice for podcasters, offering professional-grade sound and versatility. It's easy setup, dual XLR USB outputs, just in case you want to upgrade, 
and excellent audio quality makes it perfect for capturing clear and professional podcast episodes. Number two is the Rode Podcaster for a budget under $300. The Rode Podcaster microphone is a premium choice for podcasters, delivering broadcast quality audio. With its USB connectivity, built-in pop filter, and rich sound reproduction, it's the perfect tool for creating professional podcasts. Number three is the Shure MV7 for a budget under $500. This microphone is a versatile choice for podcasters, offering professional sound quality with the convenience of USB connectivity. Its built-in touch controls and headphone monitoring makes podcasting a breeze. I have podcaster clients that use all of these microphones, and I've never heard one complaint. You would be in good hands with any of these microphones. And in my Startup Podcast Guide, I have a complete shopping list that includes direct links to all three of these microphones, plus a shopping link to everything else I'm about to suggest to you. There is a direct link to sign up for that in my show notes, so don't hesitate, just do it. I spent so long researching and diving into the different options here, and I truly feel the three setups I'm giving you are the creme de la creme of home podcasting options. Okay, so let's dive into microphone accessories now. I highly recommend a shock mount, boom arm, and pop filter. What did I just say? Honestly, before I started podcasting, I had no idea what any of these were. So I'm about to break it down for you as simply as I wish someone had explained them to me at the beginning. And I will preface all of this by saying you don't have to add these accessories, but they are highly recommended, which I will go into detail about each one about why that is. First is the shock mount. Microphones are sensitive on purpose. After all, you want to make sure you're getting truly dynamic, in-depth sound that people can enjoy. What this means, though, is that the microphone picks up on pretty much every vibration and will record it as a frequency in your audio. Examples that we don't love but we have to deal with from home is things like bumping into the desk, distant rumbling from a passing track, a barking dog, or even opening a book near the microphone. So a shock mount helps eliminate these vibrations. It does this by securely mounting the microphone to a foundation and simultaneously allowing it to float independently. It actually uses elastic. Shock mounts can range from as little as $10 to $200 plus. Now let's talk about the boom arm. A microphone should be placed level with your mouth, not above it. This positioning can often be a problem for microphone stands placed on a desk. Plus, a microphone stand takes up a lot of space, while a boom arm takes up very little space and can be pushed away. It's up to you what you choose here, of course, but as long as you find a comfortable way to have your microphone level to your mouth, you will be good. You should expect to pay anywhere from $50 to $200 plus for a quality boom arm. Check out that shopping list I mentioned in our podcast guide. And finally, a pop filter. A natural occurrence in human language is a plosive. It comes across in audio as a pop sound. For example, you are most likely to hear it when a P is pronounced. It's natural, but you can avoid it using a pop filter and ensuring you are three to five inches away from the microphone. So there are two types of pop filters. The first is a screen that sits between you and the mic, and two is a nylon mesh foam that fits over your mic. These pop filters can be very inexpensive, ranging anywhere from $5 up to $100. They're not super high-tech, so you don't need to spend a lot of money here, but they definitely do the trick. 
So I wish I had a visual for you for all of my suggestions. But if you do go download that shopping list from my Startup Podcast Guide, you'll have direct links so you can check out what all of these accessories actually look like. And also, be sure to follow me on Instagram if you're not already at about.jamie because I'll plan to post about these different accessories for you very soon. Okay, so you've got your microphone, your microphone accessories. You'll also need headphones. More specifically, wired headphones. Whereas some of those microphone accessories were optional, I personally feel that wired headphones are a requirement and an essential element to your remote audio setup. They help you with voice levels, provide great feedback to you about the quality of your sound, and also helps eliminate voice feedback in interviews. So key, and you will discover that as you start recording. We know that Bluetooth wireless headphones are amazing, but during a podcast, they can be finicky and cause audio delays. So therefore, wired headphones are the way to go. At this point, feel free to look through your technology I'm never going to use but still keep box and grab those wired headphones you got for free with your smartphone years ago. These actually work very well, but we can get a little fancier. And personally, I do love over-the-ear headphones for podcasting. It helps me hear the sound so much better, and I love the way they feel. You can purchase high-quality wired headphones ranging from $15 up to $500 or more. There are three wired over-the-ear headphones I highly recommend, and I also added a shopping link to them in my Startup Podcast Guide. I'm just going to say quickly before I launch into the names, I have no clue how to say these names properly, so I almost guarantee I'll butcher them, but I will include a link to them in my Startup Podcast Guide in the show notes, so you can click on the direct links and check them out for yourself. The first is the Bayer Dynamic DT770 Pro 32 over-the-ear headphones. Whew, that was a mouthful. First off, I like to name drop my headphones by which cool celebrity wears them too. So, for example, Dax Shepard, the podcast host of Armchair Expert, wears these headphones. They have clear sound, a super comfy fit with velour ear pads, and block out noise, making podcasting totally immersive. They're my most expensive recommendation, but only at $150. Compared to like the Bose noise-canceling headphones, these are a steal. The second recommendation is the Sennheiser Professional HD 280 Pro over-the-ear headphones. Fun fact, did you know that Joe Rogan uses these headphones? Yeah, they're perfect for podcasting. They have excellent sound quality, they fit comfortably over your ears, and help you hear every word clearly. So you can pick up your own pair for about $130 on Amazon. My third recommendation is the most budget-friendly offer. It's the Audio-Technica ATH-M20X Professional Studio Monitor Headphones. That was a mouthful. Firstly, they're only about $70. And turns out they are awesome for podcasting. They make sounds super clear, fit nicely on your head, and help you hear everything while recording your episodes. If you're ready for those direct links to purchase on Amazon today, download that Startup Podcast Guide. Link is in the show notes. Okay, so you've got your microphone, your microphone accessories. You've got your wired headphones. Finally, you need a recording device. Choosing a recording device is easier than you think. In fact, you probably already own a device that works for you. And you're probably using it to listen to this episode right now. 
The key is to find a device with a USB or a USB conversion input so you can plug your microphone into it. So your personal computer, smartphone, or iPad can be a recording device. Let me clarify here, it is a recording device, not a microphone. Can you use a personal computer, smartphone, or iPad as your microphone? Yes, absolutely. But it's not my first recommendation because it won't produce better audio quality than one of the USB microphones that I've already recommended. Personal computers and smartphone microphones tend to make your voice sound hollow and can pick up the excessive background noise. So when you record, set your outputs to pick up your external microphone, not your computer's microphone. So you'll use your recording device with a program such as Podcastle to record your voice, which then saves as a WAV file or MP3 file, which can then be edited and distributed using Podcastle and Acast. I am going to do an entire episode on editing and distributing your podcast, in which I'll dive into more details about your editing and distribution platforms. But for now, you can definitely check out my show notes as I will include links to Podcastle and Acast for you to learn more about those programs. And here's one extra tip. Every recording device has a different set of inputs and connections. You might need a cord USB-C or USB depending on your recording device. You might also need a converter depending on how many connections you need. As you make your microphone purchase, double check what cords you'll receive alongside your personal recording device and make sure the USB connection will work between your specific items. So now let's talk about your at-home space for optimal recording and sound. When it comes to podcasting, having a dedicated space for recording is so good to have. It not only sets you up for the best audio quality, it also sets you up psychologically to speak confidently and feel good about what you're recording. So here's some key things to consider. Choose a quiet location. Selecting a quiet location is the first step in creating an ideal podcasting space. Look for a smallish room or area in your home that is as far away as you can get from sources of noise, such as busy streets or appliances. It's also good to look at the acoustics of a room. Carpeting, padding, and curtains help to absorb echoes and reverberations. For this reason, I highly recommend steering away from rooms with concrete walls and rooms like a bathroom are a no-go. You can hear it yourself when you go into a room and talk. Do you sound a bit echoey? Avoid those rooms if you can. Another good piece of advice is to control your ambient noise. Unfortunately, even ambient noise from computer fans, air conditioning, or other electronic devices can impact your recordings. Ensure that your recording space is free from humming or buzzing sounds by moving noisy equipment away from the microphone. Good news is a program like Podcastle has noise reduction software built into it so that it will help further enhance audio quality. But you can still do things up front in your space to create better sound before post-production even starts. It's five hacks time. Here's your five hacks on how to sound like a pro. Number one, you do not have to be the victim of external noise. Okay, it's time to face the elephant in the room. When you're podcasting from home, external noise is a given. Whether it's your neighbor mowing the lawn, your dog barking in the background, or your kids yelling and running down the hallway, you will have noise distractions. But here's what you can do to fix that. First and foremost, people are more routine than you may realize. 
If your neighbor mows the lawn on Saturday morning, you can assume he probably does that every Saturday morning. If your kids wake up at 7 a.m. and want breakfast, it's fair to assume that's the time they do this most mornings. If your dog barks at the neighbor's dog that walks by at 3 p.m., it's safe to assume 3 p.m. is the neighbor's dog normal walking time. This isn't scientific or anything, and there will always be wiggle room. But I highly recommend choosing a time that you are less likely to experience distractions. For me, this means early in the mornings while my dog cuddles with my husband or on Tuesday when Riggs goes to doggy daycare and my husband is at work in the city. Choose a time that feels like it will be the most quiet. But that said, noises will happen. So here's what you do. When you hear a noise through your wired headphones, because you will get better feedback through your headphones than listening outside of your headphones, simply stop what you're saying and start the sentence over again. This mistake can easily be fixed in post-editing. If you're recording in Podcastle and talking to a guest and a noise happens on your end while the guest is talking, you can actually go in and delete your audio track during the portion of the conversation when noise is occurring. However, if you're the one talking, you can, one, apologize for the noise, or two, stop talking and restart your last sentence when the noise ceases. Number two. Your family is proud of you and you don't have to hide your voice. So the reason I'm adding this hack in here is because of me. And I'm sort of hoping you can relate or else this point is, well, mm, pointless. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm actually deathly afraid of recording in front of my husband. Whether it's for a social post or the podcast, I always seem to wait until he goes for a walk or goes into the office before I actually record something. Maybe it's the fear of stumbling over my words and having him hear it, or maybe I feel phony recording and, and wonder if he's judging me. Uh, but guess what? That is all in my head. My husband, like your partner, spouse, kids, family member, dog, they're all really proud of you. They want you to be doing this, doing something for yourself, something to serve the world better, and letting your light shine. So... Stop projecting your insecurities on them. My best advice, it's something I'm actually going to do tonight when my husband gets home from work. I'm going to say to him, hey, babe, knowing that you hear me when I record something for socials or for my podcast makes me really nervous. I'm letting my own insecurities about my voice get in the way. But I can't let it stop me anymore. And I'm going to start recording things within your earshot. Is that okay? I already know that he's going to give me the thumbs up and approval, but it's going to be nice external validation to hear that from him directly. And I already know that your family will do that for you too. Number three, if you're experiencing echo, get some padding or blankets. So back to the discussion about what kind of room you should be recording in. Let's say you only have concrete walls. I see you living in that custom New York style loft and guess what? I'm jealous. What I recommend is you look into getting padding just around your recording area. Amazon has some great options, super easy and budget-friendly to purchase. I will add a link to one as an example so you can see what I mean in the show notes. Worst case scenario, you could actually pop yourself under a blanket. As long as you're not bumping into the mic with it, the blanket will definitely help reduce the echo and reverb we're trying to avoid here. Number four, create a DIY vocal booth. So let's say blankets just aren't going to work for you. A great place to record your podcast is 
in your closet. A closet is an incredible place to record your podcast and will produce amazing sound. The only dilemma, of course, is that you will need to re-record for video purposes, so that's not ideal. But if you only need to record audio, a closet is a great hack. Number five, when recording, it's okay to sound confident. I think a lot of us go into our shell at the thought of putting ourselves out there in the spotlight. Asking yourself, who am I to share my thoughts with the world? Why am I worthy of telling you something? The truth is, though, the world needs your story. The world needs your advice, your knowledge, your unique viewpoint. You never know who your podcast will reach. You never know the ripple effect your words will have out in the world. So every time you stand up to the mic, speak with confidence in knowing that you will affect at least one person with your words. And that is pretty special. So there we go. That's how you sound like a pro from home. Listen, I am so excited you've just listened to this episode. It means you are really taking steps towards starting your podcast, and that is amazing. I'm so glad I got to be part of your journey. If you have interest in working with me directly via a coaching session or my interactive remote podcasting made easy training, please reach out to me today. Email me or visit www.bravemoonpodcast.com to learn more about what I do at Brave Moon Podcasts. Thank you and happy podcasting.